Previously on the Black and Blue Report. You know, a number that I keep seeing more and more here lately is 90. And, and I, you know, first couple of times I had to go check my roster, and then I figured out, well, I can I can remember Tavares Barnes. That's easy enough, but he's a rookie undrafted free agent out of Clemson, and he joins us for the first time. Last week, OTAs, because I, I got hurt one week, and I sat out. I'm like, man, I can't be sitting out. You know, you can't make the club in the tub. You know what I'm saying? So I just... So I got to get it. You know, I know I can play football on this, you know, on this level. So I got to do what I got to do. Now, from Studio B or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Here we go. It's the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Yes, Sean Kelly with you on this Wednesday. And greetings from Studio B. I have, I don't think I've been in Studio B, wow, since the end of the basketball season. Something like that. We've been on location a lot. As a matter of fact, even yesterday, I was outside at the uh, Saints practice field, and uh, and the Saints are practicing right now, as a matter of fact. But I've stepped inside Studio B today. We've got a great show lined up for you. Deuce McAllister makes uh, an appearance. We'll talk about uh, the current state of the Saints during this preseason and also uh, talk to Deuce about a big project that the Saints and Mercedes-Benz have teamed up on called 10 Years Later, which you can find all the details at NewOrleansSaints.com, but Deuce is going to give us a, a rundown on that and why he wanted to be a part of it. Uh, I think uh, I think that you'll enjoy our visit with him today. And we'll start to turn our attention toward the Houston Texans. We promised you that yesterday, and we will deliver. John McClain, uh, the great uh, NFL writer for the Houston Chronicle, uh, will join us here shortly and uh, kind of give us the, 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 uh, the Texan story uh, whether you've been watching Hard Knocks or not, you may not be up to speed on Houston, and they're here this weekend. So we want to make sure that we get uh, – we kind of almost treat this as a regular season game because I think it's that important. Uh, it's a team that we'll see in November during the regular season. So we are going to uh, split our time today between the Saints and the Texans, and we're, uh, we're very pleased to, to have that for you today. As we mentioned, the Saints are on the practice field right now as we are putting together Black and Blue Report. Uh, there'll be plenty of coverage later on at NewOrleansSaints.com, including uh, if you catch our podcast before the end of practice, which is scheduled to end around 1.30 today, uh, you'll be able to follow Coach Payton live on NewOrleansSaints.com. Otherwise, uh, the recorded version is yours later on today. Practice tomorrow will be the same way here on Airline Drive, 11 a.m. to 1.30, open to the public. Uh, the weather should be just as nice as it is today. And then we have this change. And I'll make sure that I repeat this again before we get done today on this podcast. But Friday's practice has now gone from a midday practice to an evening practice. And the location has changed as well. Uh, the Saints will practice at Yulman Stadium at Tulane from 7 p.m. until 9 p.m. on Friday night, open to the public. It'll be very similar to the Saints practice that went on the road to Mandeville High School last year. Uh, they're just bringing it uptown this year. I'm sure next year it'll be in another location of the Metro, but uh, this year in uptown at Yulman Stadium. Um, I am embarrassed to say <laughs> I'm, I'm the former radio voice of the Tulane Green Wave from 02 to 05. Um, and then obviously the Katrina story all happened and, and whatnot, and I moved to the NBA and now the NBA and the NFL. But um, I have yet to go see Yulman Stadium. And so I'm embarrassed to say that since I have some history with Tulane University. So I personally am very excited that I will get the chance to see this great new facility on Friday uh, in my duties with the New Orleans Saints. If you're not a Tulane fan or if you are a Tulane fan and have not yet seen the facility, Friday night might be a great time to go over and uh, see Yulman Stadium. Um, 
I'm very excited about that. So uh, this decision seems somewhat last minute, as we learned, I guess, last night that Friday's practice would move, but uh, we welcome it here. We're excited about it, and I hope it has the same energy uh, that last year's practice at Mandeville High School had. I thought it was a great way to kind of end camp, get into the third preseason game, and then, as you know, next week is going to be Next week's going to be a crazy ride. So you've got the, the game against the Texans on Sunday afternoon, and then you're gearing up for a road game Thursday night at Green Bay, which means Wednesday's a travel day. Also next week is the first round of cuts, and it all comes slamming to a close, the, the preseason that is, as we head toward Labor Day weekend. So literally after practice breaks on Friday night at Tulane, uh, it is a sprint to the finish here as we get set for the regular season. We'll be here before you know it. In just a moment, John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. But first, I want to take a moment uh, and recognize this tragedy that's happened today in Virginia. Um, I'm sure many of you have already heard about this as you uh, gather the podcast in on your own schedule. Um, But it hits uh, a little close to home here because the tragedy has taken place in Roanoke, Virginia, which if you were to pull out a map, uh, we're talking about central to western Virginia here as it butts up against the West Virginian border. Um, So, with that being said, as we were camped at the Greenbrier in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia, uh, each of the last two uh, Augusts, the television coverage we get there in Lewisburg and White Sulphur Springs, half of it generates from some of the small towns in West Virginia, and the other half of it uh, are generated out of Roanoke, Virginia. Um, So, WDBJ, Channel 7 out of Roanoke, is something that was on our televisions uh, quite a bit. And Allison Parker and uh, Adam Ward, uh, an anchor and a photographer for WDBJ, uh, obviously murdered today in graphic fashion while uh, working. And uh, our hearts are heavy, and we extend our condolences here from all of us at the New Orleans Saints to uh, the communities in West Virginia and Virginia, and of course the uh, WDBJ uh, broadcast family and the families of Allison Parker and Adam Ward. Um, absolutely horrific and tragic. And uh, as we mentioned, our hearts are heavy and our thoughts are with them here on this Wednesday. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, John McClain from the Houston Chronicle will get up to speed on the Texans and then stay with us. Deuce McAllister here in Studio B shortly. It's a fact the summer heat is here, and that can mean big electricity bills. So let's get moving. Raise your thermostat a few degrees and let your fans do the rest. Caulk around windows to keep the cool air in, and on the sunny side of the house, close those blinds. Simple things can cut your electricity bills way, way down. So don't wait. Find more ideas to lower your bill at EntergySavings.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. The Pelican schedule has just been released and 12 game plans are now on sale. 12 game packages, including the ever popular weekend plan, allow you to take in a couple of games a month throughout the season for as low as $199. Don't miss your chance to see NBA All-Star Anthony Davis and your Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA, including LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kobe Bryant, and more. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP and score your seats today. 
Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Pelicans.com and NewOrleansSaints.com, your first stop when following your teams. Welcome back to our show. Uh, one of my go-to guys, not only with the Houston Texans, but li- literally covering the NFL is John McClain of the Houston Chronicle. He's been kind enough to join us as we get set for Saints and Texans this weekend at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. John, great to have you. I'm, I'm so glad you had some time for us this week. My pleasure, Sean, anytime. You can, of course, follow John like I do on Twitter. I think it's – let me get this right here. It's McLean underscore on underscore NFL. Is that right, John? That's right. Okay. Thank you. Yep. You'll be one of many if you uh, jump on and follow this guy. And here's why. Because he's got his pulse on it. And, John, you've been covering the NFL now for several decades, uh, not just the Texans but dating back. You go kind of, kind of a ways back and even bounce, what, between Tennessee and Texas? Is that right? No, I started uh... – as a backup beat guy here in 77, my first training camp was 77. Bum Phillips was the head coach. And then uh, I started full-time in 1980. So technically it's my 37th year and uh, uh, 39th overall, 40th at the Chronicle. And uh, then when the uh, when Oilers moved to Nashville, I did the NFL for eight years, spent a lot of time in New Orleans. I was there when they won the first playoff game i was there when they had training camp in wisconsin thibodeau so uh, i spent a lot of time and i miss covering the nfl i've been covering the texans since 05 because uh there's so much more interest in them than there is the nfl but uh, i've been very blessed no doubt all right let's talk about these texans uh and i guess we should start with the quarterback situation um were you surprised that coach o'brien went with brian hoyer I was not. I've been saying since June I thought it would be Hoyer, and the reason is he's more experienced. He's he's more experienced in this offense. He spent three years with O'Brien in New England, and um, you know he was. They need the Brian Hoyer who began at Cleveland nine and three with 15 touchdowns and seven interceptions, not the Hoyer who finished in Cleveland one and three with one touchdown and eight interceptions. And he just seems, as Bill O'Brien told both players as well as the media, he said, uh, I just thought Brian from OTAs through this past week has been more consistent. And they showed last year when they started Ryan Fitzpatrick, and they were 3-1, and one, and then they were 4-5. and five. And a bye week, he benched him and went with Mallet. And, uh, and, and he said, he told, you got to win, you got to earn this. Said you won't necessarily be on a short leash, but we're not going to go eight games in a row if we're not, you know, producing and uh, the way they want. Because then they'll go to Mallet. Mallet was in this same situation last year. Do you believe that Brian Hoyer can be the stable quarterback that Houston has been searching for now for several years? No, they know they don't have their franchise quarterback. He's stopgap. They played four quarterbacks last year. Started three. Still finished nine and seven, improved by seven games, because they ran the ball more than any team in the league. 
played good defense, great defense down the stretch. They were 4-1 down the stretch, and then during that last five games, they were second overall in defense. And uh, that was without Vivian Clowney, without Brian Cushing being healthy, and uh, without Raheem Moore, Vince Wilfork. So that even though they played really well on defense down the stretch, they made a lot of changes to get better. Other storylines from camp for the Texans, John. Would you say that Courtney Brown, Kevin Johnson, lead me through that where you see things right now? Now you're talking about rookies? Well, just general storylines. I think we know, obviously, J.J. Watt. I think we all know you know, the strengths of the Texans. What's popped up? What's new and grabbed your attention as a beat writer for the Texans this camp? You know, Sean, we're always looking for the, for the player, not the number one pick like Kevin Johnson, who they expected to do well and has done well. But a guy like Courtney Brown, who's been with six teams and only has one year in the league because of practice squads, he had two sacks in the first game, interception return for a touchdown in the second game. They're looking at depth at outside linebacker. You can never have too many, and he's been a great story. And they have a they have a cornerback, and we've seen this going back to the OTAs, but Hard Knocks has made him a star. Charles James, who's 5'9 and 179, is going to play his way on a team that's got a lot of corners. And he's a great special teams player. He's a leader, and it, and the coaches just love the kid. And he's going to make it. I think they'll keep six corners, and they'll cut a guy that started games last year unless somebody gets hurt because he's a great storyline. He went. To, he had to walk on at Coastal Carolina, and he had to get a loan to go to school, and he's still paying it off. And everybody's pulling for the kid. Make that clear again. Which guy are we talking about? Charles James, the quarterback. Good special teams player. Hard Knocks has made him a star. And he's a guy, he's going to make this team at 5'9 and 179. So he's the guy that's going to make the team. Who's going to be on on the outside looking in in that position group then, John? It'll be either Jamal Rowe, who tied for the team lead in interceptions, or Daryl Morris. Both of them were first-year guys. Last season, Rowe was signed off of Green Bay's practice squad did really well daryl morris came from san francisco they claimed him and they're seven deep at corner right now hmm, interesting you mentioned hard knocks how has that changed camp uh john positive or negative or not a factor i worried that they were going to come in and get information behind the scenes that bothered me news and where hard knocks is best is when they do go behind the scenes because they have access others don't and that we don't. And I was really worried in the first one they were going to have information on Arian Foster's injury, growing injury, that we didn't. And they had nothing. And the reason was Bill O'Brien, who's paranoid about in- injuries, wouldn't let them get access just like us. Not going to like that. Hmm. I think they've done a tremendous job. And in last night's show, that was the most um, fascinating because – they they showed Bill O'Brien telling Brian Hoyer and Ryan Mallett that, that Hoyer was going to start and what he expected about from Mallett. And Mallett was not happy. He didn't show it on the show, but he told us. He said, disappointed, yes. Angry, a little bit. He said, I thought I did enough to win a job. I'm going to play. And uh, they liked that out of him. Shows competitiveness, and you know, there's a good chance he'll play just like he did last year if Hoyer gets hurt or falters.
Folks here in Louisiana, John McLean, are going to want to know your take on Alfred Blue, the running back out of LSU. What have you seen? We got a story going Friday on two LSU running backs, Alfred Blue and Kenny Hilliard. And barring injury, let me let me talk first about Arian Foster. Foster, when he suffered a torn grown muscle in practice, they thought, man, he'll have to be out. And now I had to put him on injured reserve designated to return, which means you have to miss eight games. Now we don't take that. They don't have to make a decision until they cut to 53. But we think they're going to carry him, and he miss maybe four. And uh, But until then, Alfred Blue's the guy. Alfred was his backup last year. Alfred did a good job part of the time, but had a lot to learn. He's a good blocker. He's a good receiver. If he excels, he'll play three downs. But they've got other backs like Kenny Hilliard, short yardage guy. Chris Polk came from Philadelphia, veteran free agent. And Jonathan Grimes has been on the team. But Alfred is the guy. I kind of believe, my opinion is, Hilliard will end up on the practice squad. Okay. That'd be fair, I think, as a rookie. Um, will will Saints fans here in New Orleans on Sunday, John, see Jadeveon Clowney? Is he ready to go for game reps? No. he's Until he gets in team drills and goes through everything, he will not. I don't think he'll play for the first game against Kansas City. Wow. That has been the plan to have him ready to in a part-time role, which would mean his pass rusher on a few plays. Let him line up like he always has. Instead of making him think an outside linebacker, line him up and say, get the quarterback, I think. But they won't see him. They haven't been playing. J.J. Watt, Vince Wilfork, cornerback Jonathan Joseph. And I believe that with all these injuries, I saw a list this morning of 20-something ACL injuries. Wow. Going back to the rookie from Jacksonville, the top pick, to Orlando Skandrick yesterday for Dallas. Right. And it's scary, just ACL injuries. And I think that they'll hold those guys out again. It would make sense, I guess, at this point. Uh, With regard to that, when you look at Sunday's game here for the Texans and from their perspective, uh, what would be signs of progress for the Texans in their third preseason game, John? Score an offensive touchdown. Actually, score two offensive touchdowns would be a sign of progress. They've scored one, a 58-yard Touchdown pass from from Brian Oyer to Cecil Shorts the third in the first game. Mallet didn't and didn't put a point on the board. Hoyer put a touchdown on the board. Most of their points and they didn't have many came with third quarterback Tom Savage or Courtney Brown's interception return. So they need a couple of consistent touchdown drives with Hoyer. People here didn't want Hoyer. They wanted Mallet. Mallet was 1-1 as a starter, but they need to see something good out of him to justify Bill O'Brien's belief in him. He's John McClain of the Houston Chronicle. Of course, he covers the NFL and specifically the Houston Texans. Ultimate Texans is a, a part of their website, which is fantastic. It's a great way to go if you're looking at that team that we'll see later on in the season. And, John, with that being said, do you, do you think that there will be any impact upon this preseason game with the fact that the Saints and the Texans will see each other in, I guess it's November? I don't think so, Sean, because teams know so much about each other. They have film. You know, these teams have gone against each other. Drew's beating them like a drum. They know what it's like. You know, the Saints have some new players. more, and Well, the Texans do too. And the bottom line is against the Saints, as you know, if you don't control or contain Breeze, you're not going to win. 
and there's no secret there. And then they've got new faces on the defense, but uh, the and, and the Texans do game plan. Gary Kubiak didn't game plan. He lined up, said, "Here's what we do: beat us." And the Texans game plan for team. They won't do that much in this game, but I think we're not going to see. And we're not going to see everything both coaches have in their arsenal, of course. Of course. Yeah, no doubt. Um, where's dinner on Saturday night? Do you have a favorite here since you've been uh, to New Orleans? Oh, I got times? a million of them, but uh, <laughs> I'm going, I think, to Mr. B's. Good call. Good call. We'll see you down in the quarter, and we'll see you at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome on Sunday. John McClain, thank you so much. My pleasure, Sean. Thank you for having me. You got it. You bet. Uh, John McLean from the Houston Chronicle with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Deuce McAllister, right after this. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit in a blender because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to firm up for summer or last longer in the gym, make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. If you're looking to purify your diet, hurry in and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Everything you need to know about the Saints and Pelicans is right here on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back. We continue here during training camp on the Black and Blue Report uh, with the chance to visit with one of the all-time Saints greats. Deuce McAllister stops by. He's been very busy. He's been working, of course, um, with the Fox Raycom Saints preseason network. Of course, you'll see him, of course, on CST as well during the season. You've become quite the broadcaster as opposed to the bruising running back that we know you best as, Deuce. It's a lot easier on your body. You know, you work your mind in the mental state of it, but my body is not as sore after broadcast. And um, I can tell those guys, hey, look, you need to go get in the the hot tub or the cold tub. So it's been interesting, but it's been good. I remember your first ever broadcast. The two of us did a two-lane Syracuse game on television, and you were just at that point starting to figure out what you wanted to do post football i think you've settled in now quite nicely i was coach doug marone yep. and and um it was a it was a it was a good game i enjoyed it and you know um you made it easy for me because it was just like us sitting down um just talking and just being able to explain what i see the knowledge that i have and being able to let the average fan be able to see it through those eyes and and i just tried to make it easy and uh it's just all it's a continue to grow but i enjoy it yeah you are growing and I, I knew you it just <laughs> I remember doing the game with you. I'm thinking, boy, he has so much to share, and he has the ability to share it, unlike some other players who can't necessarily translate their knowledge of the game to be able to uh, talk about it or teach about it. And I, and I thought that was a huge thing. And now now you're growing in all kinds of different ways. I want to talk to you about this uh, project with the Saints and Mercedes-Benz here in a moment. But 
Just real quick while we stay on topic about these preseason games, what have you noticed through the first two with regard to this ball club? The growth, the overall growth. Just be um, when you talk about um, losing some of the veterans, maybe not necessarily this off season, but two off seasons ago, you know, and we, we, we went into it where on paper it looked really extremely well. You know, you looked about, you talked about being one of the favorites to be able to compete for the Super Bowl and um, having a top five defense. But then last year that didn't occur. And then, you know, you find out that you have friction in the locker room, guys really not being dedicated. And I think one thing that they got back to being was just a tough, tough football team. We understand that you're beat up. You know, you understand that you got guys out as far as injured and banged up. The best part about it, knock on wood, hopefully none of them are out, extended a period of time where they can recover. But you have to be excited about some of the young guys and the growth that this team has made from, week one to week two hopefully they have it in week three as well yeah and I get and I get trapped just like everybody else about reading probably too much into any given preseason game I Mm -hmm. think when we left Baltimore I I was kind of like oh boy here we go and then the other night I thought to myself okay this this now is reflecting what I'm seeing on the practice field Go ahead. One, one, one of the things, though, you have to understand as far as Baltimore, without that quarterback being out there and that quarterback being Drew Brees, mm-hmm. it's a different team. It's, it, it's a totally different team because he's going to bring the rhythm. He's going to bring that, that calming feeling that they need on offense. And so with him being out there, they just are able to get in such a great rhythm. And when he's able to distribute the ball and be able to hit 10 to 12 different guys, then you can't focus in on one player. And that's when they're a dangerous team. Defensively, we kind of know where, where where the problem has been. It's about getting off the field on third downs. So if they can get some of those younger guys to be able to help them with the pass rush, you know, Cam is, I think that he'll be a double-digit 10, 10, 10-plus 10 sack guy. But if you can get some of those younger guys to step up and, and on the back end, you know, they, they have to get healthy. I think if Browner is there, he and Keenan will be able to make a formidable package. And, you know, you just have to get your safeties healthy from there. Is there a guy or two that makes this team that maybe had an outside shot going in that's really helped themselves here during camp? It's probably a young defensive lineman. You know, that's yeah. where probably where a job will be won just because he's an undrafted rookie free agent or something like that, you know. But uh, you, you, you still have some question as far as the pass rush. Where is it, where's it going to come from? Um, that, that, that'll be critical and key. You can only trick so many teams for so long. You can only run so many blitz packages that team for so long before if, if he picks it up, then you're one-on-one with corners. And so you have to be able to get, get pressure without sending that extra guy. I'll tell you one strength of this football team is your old position. you got to love this running back group. They're a dangerous group now. I'm <laughs> telling you now, now. Now, that is not only on paper they're dangerous, but going out and playing they're dangerous. Um, it's, it's all about health for those guys. Reggie has to stay healthy. CJ has to stay healthy. They've got insurance in Kyrie. Um, he he can he can be he can be really good and then you you know I, I'm going to throw in the, the rookie Murphy you know I don't expect him to contribute a lot as far as as a runner but he can be dangerous for this team as a returner and you know at some point there will be packages for him to be able to line up in the slot to be able to come in and and have a role in that offense but early on they don't really need him for that that's true that's true Deuce McAllister's with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Um, my friend, I can't help but turn on the television or the radio this week without hearing something regarding the 10-year anniversary of Katrina right now. Um, and for those of us like you, like me, that, that lived through it, um, it's weird. Is that, I don't know if that's the right word, but it is for me. I, th- I think it's weird, and I think in a sense of you think of, man, it's been that long. 
But then you reflect back and you think of, man, you think about the people that lost so much. Mm -hmm. And we see, you know, we're here, we're living through it, and you see all the good things that have happened. But then you look back and say, well, this could be a little bit better. You know, this could be done a little bit different here. So it's an opportunity to really change the front of what New Orleans is and how people think of New Orleans. But you have to be really, really proud of some of the things that you've been able to accomplish and do as a city over those last 10 years as well. Yeah, and 10,000 stories too. 10,000 different points of view. Well, millions, I guess, if you look at the grand picture of it. So when I see one person's account of something, I may sit there and say, well, you forgot this or you didn't see it this way. And I know that even from the football side, you guys now, I think, probably are talking about things and reliving things that may not have come to light, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago even. Um, so in that sense, I think it's been, you know, cathartic in some sense. But um, I love this project that you're, uh, you're getting involved in here with the New Orleans Saints and with Mercedes-Benz with 10 Years Stronger. Um, and I think that's probably the end of the day. After feeling weird, after feeling some sorrow, after you know maybe being mad about the way some things are being said about that that moment in time, I think at the end of the day, I think that we have to look at it as the ten-year period and where we are now, and be more in the present and what helped us get to the present. Is that kind of the the gist of this project here? I, I definitely think so. I mean, because obviously we're we're looking at it from a remembrance standpoint. Um, you can't forget that. I think that's important. I think that um, with with the lives that were lost, you have to honor and, and, and remember that effort. But then it's an opportunity for us to celebrate and be proud of looking at the accomplishments and just what the Saints means to this, this not only the city of New Orleans, but the Gulf Coast regions and what Mercedes-Benz has done to step in and say, hey, look, we're going to be a partner of yours. We're going to be in the community. We want to be a part of rebuilding the, 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 the Superdome, what people know, but then to say, we're gonna. We want our name, our brand, to be a part of that, and you know, just a rebuilding effort. I think that kind of speaks for itself. And then for them to have a program to, well, uh, hey, hey, look, let's relive those moments as far as the great plays that have happened in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, and you know, the fans they can go online, they can pick those plays, and throughout the year they're gonna be replayed. And then an extra part that they're doing as far as Mercedes with this program is we're going to honor some of those heroes that were, you know, special people doing the recovery effort for Katrina. And um, I think it's just it's, it's special. It's yeah, unique. Uh, it is very unique. And, and, and really, here's here's what kind of Deuce is alluded to here. We're going to celebrate those moments by getting fans input, right? Correct. OK, so. Quite simply, NewOrleansSaints.com is kind of where we're going to funnel all this traffic or these ideas. Mm -hmm. And with Mercedes-Benz, fans are going to have the chance to not only relive some of those moments, but pick their, their favorites, correct? Pick, they pick their favorite plays. There's, there's a tab on that website, you know, and there's a, a 10 Years Stronger tab. They click on it. They can pick and vote for their favorite plays. And throughout the season, those plays will be played. Um, there, the, You have uh, the Garrett Hartley kick. I know there's a um, – a run or two that I had, uh, I think, against Philadelphia. There's a 54 touchdown um, that I had. Uh, you have Steve Gleason block punt. So you have all of these great plays that have occurred over the last decade that the Vans can basically vote on, and um, we'll replay them throughout the year. But then, like I said, we'll also be honoring um, some of our heroes that, that were a difference maker 
for our region um, these past 10 years as well. That'll be at games, right? The home Correct. games That's this season? Correct, the home okay. games. That'll be at the home games. So not only will we honor those folks at the games, but you'll see the results of the voting. Because as I understand it, we'll play those plays in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome during the home games this that, season. That is correct. Is we got to do your play like what second game? I don't know. Um, maybe may, maybe a little later on. <laughs> I would think that the Gleason block punt and then the ensuing touchdown would be that, number that, one. That, right? That's going to be that's probably number one. It's either that that's number one or the kick to center to Super Bowl Hartley's kick may oh, be yeah. may, may may be number one. So those two have to be right there at yeah. at one a one. It's going to be close. Your fifty-four yard runs kind of falling down the list. Oh, that that falls way down the list. That, <laughs> that, 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 yeah, no, that, that's not even no, a question. No, no, no. That was a big one. I'm just I'm having a little fun with you. Um, what else should we know? I guess is there anything about this project that struck you on a personal chord, or maybe what gave you the 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 the, the shove over the edge to say I want to be involved with Mercedes Benz and the Saints on this deal? I think it was their commitment. I think it's their commitment to being able to help our region, our area. Um, them just stepping up to the plate. Them just stepping up to the plate and saying, hey, look, you know, this is the right thing to do. We want to show the people of this area, this region, that um, we, we're we part of it. And so when, when, when they made that commitment for me, it was, hey, look, I, I, I want to be able to help and promote this and, you know, just be able to get the word out because this is a great job that not only Mercedes-Benz is doing, but obviously the Saints are doing as well. Was their slogan, the best or nothing? The best or nothing. The best or nothing. That kind of fits I, here. That, that that fits totally. All right. Oh, uh, voting starts when? Voting has started now. Okay. Voting goes until September 17th. So, oh, we have plenty of time. Good deal. Yes, I'm going to go hit on that later on today. No problem. No Check it out. Thank Good you. Good to see you. Um, any thoughts about this weekend's game against the Texans? This third preseason game everybody gets all excited about. I'm not so sure Coach Payton's decided on how he wants to use his his phases or personnel packages, but what are you expecting? Well, it's a good look because now you'll get to see a 3-4 front and probably you know one of the best defensive players that we've seen in a, in a very, very long time in J.J. Um, J.J. Watt. So it's going to be a challenge for the offensive line, you know, to be able to identify and, and to be able to, to block him. Um, I, I expect a lot of chips from the running backs. I expect a lot of help from the, from the uh, tight ends. You don't want to let him take over a game. But I think as far as offensively, you have to be able to go out and dictate, hey, look, this is what we're going to do. Um, normally, you know, when you talk about doing that as far as the three, four team, you'll get a lot of heavy two tight end formation sets of, of that nature. But we've been so bad banged up at tight ends. I don't know if you'll you'll get to do that. Another thing that you got, could obviously do, you can go four or five wide receivers to now pull them out of that 3-4 defense that that is their strength and you know make them play nickel, make them play dime. So there's some interesting ways that you can attack it, but uh you're looking forward to a pretty good game and uh you know defensively it's all about getting guys healthy and and being able to go after and get after the quarterback. Who's the who was the hardest guy you ever had to chip? Or make sure they didn't knock Aaron or Drew on their butt. Uh, it was a Peppers, Julius Peppers. I yeah. mean, when he was at Carolina, we played him twice a year. You know, um, I, I wanted to go and cut him. You know, I wanted to get him cut <laughs> just because he, he he's a guy that if you can cut him a couple times early, he'll slow down a little. I don't know if J.J. Watt is going to do that. You you may cut him a couple times early, and I think that that's just going to make him mad. You He'll know, jump it. over it. Well, if I cut him right, he ain't going to jump <laughs> over it. So if, if you do it the right way, he can't jump over it. Now, he may hurt you a little, but if you cut him the right way, um, it, it, it'll slow him a little, but that's just going to make him want to come a little bit harder. Can you play this weekend? Uh, goal line package. Fair enough. <laughs> 
I don't think JJ's out there for that, but okay. Fair enough. Deuce, good to see you. Thank you. Yep, Deuce McAllister with us here on the Black and Blue Report. What a great visit here on this uh, Wednesday. Stay with us. Last year, over 400,000 people from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research, and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866-AUCTIONER for a same-day appointment. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit and a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. Bring us your purpose and we'll blend it. Looking to purify your diet? Hurry in now and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King, proud supporter of the New Orleans Pelicans. Smoothies with a purpose. He must be a big deal since he's verified on Twitter. He's Sean Kelly, and this is the Black and Blue Report. Hey, don't forget all the coverage you need from practice today with uh, John DeShazer and myself at NewOrleansSaints.com. Of course, we'll have the afternoon wrap presented by Acme Oyster House later on uh, as practice wraps up, and we've uh, finished up with Coach Payton and those players available to the media after today's workout. Uh, back at you tomorrow, Dennis Lausha, president of the Saints and Pelicans here on the Black and Blue Report, uh, Saints practice report, and who knows what else. It could be a great Thursday. We're looking forward to it, hoping the weather holds just like it is through practice. And don't forget one more reminder about uh, Saints at Tulane University on Friday night. So, again, midday practice on Friday now becomes evening practice, 7 to 9 p.m., Yulman Stadium uh, at Tulane University. Free, open to the public. Great chance to see the Saints and that facility. I think it's worth your time uh, on this Friday evening. For Daniel Salerson, I'm Sean Kelly saying thanks to our guests today, John McLean and Deuce McAllister. We'll see you right back here tomorrow for the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.